Ladies and gentlemen, well, look who we have here, Alain Messer, my brother. Good to see you. No, you deserve <laughs> the applause. You deserve the applause. <laughs> yes. You're a hardworking man. No, no, no. You deserve all the applause, my brother. BAFTA-nominated actor now. How are you feeling uh, a year or so later after this whirlwind of an experience, Call of Duty? Well, man, like we were, I was just, we were just saying off, you know, off camera uh, a second ago that the last time that we really did an interview was right after, like a day or two after the campaign was released early for Modern Warfare 2. So I was just kind of like walking into everything and excited to see what everybody's reaction was. And then certainly, yeah, man, over a year later, things have really changed for me and for this character it's just kind of like uh it's it's grown and it's become a thing that i can't even stop you know and it's crazy how how the type of love that alejandro's getting uh i'm just i'm overwhelmed and i'm i'm definitely very grateful and fortunate hey guys if you want to ask a question here today um we're donating we're we're raising some money for game on cancer a great charity here down in australia so the link will be um, – I'll pin the link now for you. Bear with me, guys. Uh, so you can ask away and, and you might even get a cool little voice note from Alejandro himself. Mm -hmm. So I've just pinned it there. So feel free to donate. We'll get to those very, very shortly. How did you feel, man, when you got that BAFTA nomination? I don't think I've seen a Call of Duty actor ever get one. I don't – think that's ever happened <laughs> no no it's there's there's actually been it's it's been a few times okay uh, okay so the yeah there was one kevin spacey was nominated i guess oh. for it and then okay. the second one was barry so barry was nominated for the bafta in uh well for modern warfare oh, of course how could i forget sorry barry yeah sorry <laughs> sorry price but I, at the same time i don't think that he was able to i don't even think they had a like a physical award show that year because of COVID. It was different. So, yeah. yeah. And then I believe that Laura Bailey maybe was nominated um, for Vanguard. Yeah, but she doesn't count because she's nominated every year, man. I know. know yeah, she, she's <laughs> creeping up. Yeah. She's like Troy Baker. It's like, all right, stop getting nominated. For stuff. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. And, and of course, I, I mean, I've honestly, I, I knew that Barry had been nominated before and I, I had never been on any type of world stage or done anything as important as call of duty. So not that I was like shooting for any type of award recognition or anything, but I definitely had it in my mind that say, Hey, like people are at least going to be able to see me on this world stage enough that that is a thing. And I felt the importance of it. And Honestly, I I always try to give award worthy effort. It's not trying to get the award, but I feel like I always have to give the type of work and energy into my work that that I feel is worthy of an of my own personal award. So when the BAFTA happened, I was like, wow, just in completely over overwhelmingly grateful, and it was like the big cherry on top. And certainly, out of I honestly, I mean, in terms of just the craft of an actor to be recognized by BAFTA was uh, and is my greatest achievement uh, professionally. Who's the first person you tell or call? 
Oh yeah, of course, mom, yeah. mom, and, and my dad. Yeah, my 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 core support, you know, team. Uh, and then by then, on inst- once I put it on Instagram, everybody kind of you know, they found out pretty quickly. I had enough followers then that it was a thing. So I'm glad. And I went. I went to the show. So I did take mom and I went, I've never been to the UK, never really been outside of the United States other than like to the Caribbean and Mexico, but I went to London, man. And, and I, I knew that Christopher judge was going to take it. If he didn't take it, I would have, I would have felt like what the hell, because I was just <coughs> part of a six hour campaign and, and he was, you know, this beast. It was a 35 hour campaign. He was talking the whole damn time. <laughs> yeah. Tough so competition. He, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, of course. You know, but to meet him and to meet everybody there and to be nominated uh, and go to the nominate nominees party the night before, uh, it was definitely just a really special experience for sure. What was that night like? Did you get to explore uh, England a bit? I did get to explore. Uh, yeah, I got to explore London as much as I could. Walked around. I mean, I I was only there for about three three days, three or four days. So it was just kind of a short trip. But uh, fortunately, I had planned out places that I wanted to go eat, places, you know, Piccadilly, places that I wanted to go uh, visit and shop and visit the Globe Theater. Obviously, as an actor, it's sacrilegious if I don't say hi to Shakespeare. (laughs) And um, yeah, it was it was really cool. I was nervous that night. Honestly, I was just I was nervous thinking, damn, if I win, which I didn't think. But I'm like (laughs) the worst worst case scenario. I do have to make a speech. So when I didn't. I was kind of like a little bit relieved. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's actually, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it. This is too, too big for me right now. Um, but yeah, again, it was just, it was just great to be there. And, and yeah. How long was his speech this time? Did you see the Game Awards speech that he put together? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, everybody was, I think BAFTA was a little shaky. They were kind of scared to make sure that he didn't go over like, you know, an hour. Uh, but no, <laughs> he, he actually delivered a really great speech. And it was really concise and to the point. And I guess maybe he had heard, you know, hey, man, just try and keep it under 15 minutes. So (laughs) he was was really good about that. And and again, he said some great things. So for sure. And meeting him was awesome, you know, and being able to take a picture, you know, with the God of War and, um, you know, El Dios de Guerra, you know, that (laughs) it was definitely a very uh, a warfare type of uh, year. For sure. Dude, I saw you take some photos with some people we've had on this show. I'm pretty sure you were meeting all sorts of people. Yeah. It's different actors in the gaming world. Yeah. So a uh, little bit here and there. Yeah. Definitely that day I got to meet, I got to meet a few people. Uh, and also just developers and lots of people who had played the game that were not necessarily an actor of their own game, but were involved in the development of it. So it was definitely really special, really cool. And again, just to be like around the BAFTA statue and the, and I mean, that face, the BAFTA gold BAFTA was everywhere. It, I felt like a kid in a candy store. Like, I can't believe that I'm here. This is great. I just, you know, I just want to be able to meet as many people. I tried to meet Troy Baker who was there presenting, but I think he dipped out pretty much <laughs> right after uh, he did his thing. So I didn't get a chance to meet him, but one day, I guess. One day you'll be in a game together, mate. One day we'll be in a game together for sure, yeah. Is that, do you think that's the pinnacle? Is that the Oscars of the gaming world? Do you think the BAFTAs or? I think, I think so. I mean, here, like, like, as I was saying, as an actor, 
the BAFTA Film Awards uh, is is a big deal, and as the yeah. BAFTA TV Awards is a big deal. Uh, so there are other game awards. There's obviously the game awards. There's the, you know, the dice awards, which is like a developmental thing that I was also, um, part of and nominated for in oh, Vegas. Oh, were you nominated for dice as well? Nice. Well, cool, kind of. Yeah. So the writers of the game and myself were That's nominated f- for, uh, best outstanding achievement in character. Character. Yeah. That was a weird category, but that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely the BAFTA, as as an actor, as somebody who really just loves their craft, I was, I believe, yeah. I mean, it's just from what I've told, it's kind of like the Academy Award of video games. So I was very lucky to to be there, to be nominated. And and, <laughs> and I felt like kind of like a Rocky Balboa. Like, you know, you had all these people on the red carpet. You had Christopher Judge, you had Troy Baker. And then, <laughs> and then you had me. And I was like, I, I, people were like, who is this big guy? You know, and and unless they played Call of Duty, they may not have known. But um, certainly, I again was just really grateful to be there. Last time we didn't get to even chat about how you grew up and got into acting. I, I heard you say something interesting uh, recently, where you said acting is kind of like a, a walking through a valley, and then you'll you'll land this role and you'll be on top of the mountain, then you can see the mountains ahead. It was a really cool analogy that you came up with there. And obviously landing Call of Duty was one of those mountains for you. But take us back to, you know, how you got into this love of acting and growing up. Yeah. So I was always, ever since I was a kid, ever since as far back as I could remember, I was always performing somewhere, you know, uh, always trying to entertain, whether it be family, friends. I was always eager to be in the school productions before I started acting, training. And I started actually going to drama school when I was nine, 10 years old, middle school uh, in sixth grade. And <clears throat> since then, I just I kind of very quickly found out that, hey, I really I love doing this, you know, and learning more about the technique of doing it as opposed to just doing it for fun. So I went to a conservatory type high school that was strictly for performing arts. And then I graduated with a degree and a bachelor of theater. And I always knew I wanted to come out here. So fortunately, I, I've I've been very blessed to know that I've wanted to be an actor and have been an actor since as far back as I could remember. But you weren't always this big, man. Tell me, were you? I wasn't always, I wasn't always this big. No, I, I and, and that's the thing. Many, many years before I ever started lifting weights or anything like that, I was acting for many years before that on stage. However, I was always, aside from being a fan of really great films, I was also a fan of action films as a kid. I mean, I, I grew up in the 90s, so uh, watching Terminator. Stallone, what's that? Terminator. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, Terminator was a little bit before my time, but the, the Terminator 2 by then, mm. you know, I was like really small when it came out, but it was just obviously that. Demolition Man <laughs> was a, it's a favorite yeah. of mine. Um, Classic. Definitely Van Damme. I was a huge fan of it. So I I uh, idolized these these action stars without really tr- you know knowing that hey I wanted to eventually grow up and kind of look like them. So I think maybe that has something unconsciously to do with why I started to lift weights when I was like 13, 14. And but you start then? Is that when you started lifting? I started lifting. Yeah, I've been lifting weights for like 20 years plus. Yeah. Damn. 
How many yeah. how many times a week have you stayed pretty strict over the years? Or yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll gain a little bit of weight here and there, but usually that's just something that you can you know just basically eat less and move more, and that's that's going you know that'll be gone. But <laughs> yep, lifting weights, gaining muscle, uh, yeah, I, I pretty much lift weights. I try to do it every day. Because yeah. I know you're a cro- croquette fan, right? Um, no, no, no. Well, the the food. Oh, oh my goodness! Yes, yes, I got you. Well, specifically, yeah, Cuban. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm Cuban American, so Cuban croquetas are very croquetta. Very sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a croquette. Yeah, it's a croquette. Uh, and in Miami, they're like a really big thing for sure. Ah. Uh, it's it's just as common as getting a taco in LA, you know. It's, yeah. it's everybody gets everybody gets coffee and they get a couple croquetas. And I've been having them since I was a baby. So yeah. And just food in general, man. I love food. <laughs> I gotta remind myself not to eat and just kind of watch my mouth because I just can eat anything. So you're not a you're not on a fully strict diet? Not really. No. I, I'm on the diet where I most of the time we'll be really good and eat healthy, keep my calories low. But for the most part, I love to enjoy life. So I, I have no problem having a bit of a dad bod, if that's what people call it. (laughs) Okay. I I, I eat, man. I got to eat. I I love food, dude. Sorry. (laughs) I've had, I've been pretty close to the six pack and I've been very lean. And and a lot of the times I'm just tired and I want to eat more and hungry. So I just would rather, have a little bit of cushion, be able to work out, lift weights, be happy. And when duty calls, if I need to, you know, lose any weight for any role, no problem. But for the most part, let me just eat and enjoy my life. That's <laughs> that's a philosophy, man. Because I was speaking to Chad the other day, and he strictly eats meat and b- barely anything else. I couldn't believe it. Like, I mean, to the he, steaks. he's in super great shape. So oh, it's, I know, it, but... It yeah. just it just all depends on I know certain people that that's all they do. They do keto, they want to eat meat, they don't they just do protein and fat. Uh, and people usually tell me, You don't eat carbs, do you? You jog every day, don't you? <laughs> I go, first of all, I never jog. Uh, and I love carbs. <laughs> I love carbohydrates so much. I bread and I, we're like this, Save man. We, I me. love bread. So yeah. and rice, and sometimes I'll just be like protein, like a little bit. Let me just get more of the carbs. So I have to I have to do that. But at the end of the day, honestly, and a lot of people will disagree with me and they shouldn't because they're wrong. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's calories in, calories out when it comes to losing fat and gaining muscle. It's really just about the calories. I mean, you don't want to have only Oreos, but at this, essentially <laughs> if you eat a Snickers bar a day and you eat, you know, healthily the rest of the day, well, that's just about 250 calories or so. That's not going to it's not going to ruin anything, you know. Just walk a little bit more and you'll be fine. How many, too much- how many calories are you allowed each day? Now we're getting really into the weeds. So. Oh, yeah. Now, we're, now, now, now this is a thing. You don't have to like, answer. I'll, I'll go workout regimen. <laughs> um, I try to keep it around 3,000. Yeah, 3, I, th- I which thought is so. Lots of certain people, but then no, again, no. I weigh like 210 pounds and I lift a lot of weights and do a lot of cardio. You're active, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm very yeah. active. Yeah. If you're active, that's good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Bear with glasses here says dad bods are superior, apparently. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad you think so. Thank you. But you don't have a dad bod, so I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so did you end up playing Modern Warfare 2 in the end? I know you're not a big gamer, but did you end up picking up 
the game at all and and giving it a crack? Of course, yeah. No, yeah. Modern Warfare Two, I definitely played. I played it the uh, you know campaign's early release. Uh, I actually had COVID when the when the campaign was released early. So, and although I felt somewhat okay, I was at home. So I I was like, okay, well, perfect. I was told the producers definitely I have COVID. So send me the send me this, you know, send me this code for the love of God. So I played it, and 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 every once in a while, honestly, I'll go back and I'll play some of the you know at least one of the one or two of the missions you know just to get a kick out of it which but the ones that you're in i'm sure <laughs> oh yeah oh, yeah definitely yeah hell yeah <laughs> border the border mission yeah of course and uh how do you are you good at it are you um can you hold your own these days or what is it on yeah. recruit difficulty it's on recruit and sometimes i'm like god i wish there was something less than recruit there was a <laughs> i was like uh something much different because uh, yeah it's tough for me and certain certain levels will be easier than others anything from the helicopters i like doing uh you oh, know, well, you're overpowered yeah bomb <laughs> yeah. everything it's great but yeah. for the most part i have issues aiming and I have issues playing, and and I get a lot of requests saying, "Hey, you should play. You should do something on Twitch, or you know, play uh, Warzone with your fans." But my fans would get tired of me. They wouldn't want me on their team. They go, "No, we we want Alejandro, just not the real guy. We just we just want the skin of the character. We'll give it to somebody else, but please stop playing with us." And I don't and I don't blame them. So there's professional players out there. These guys are 15 and they're assassins. You've got some cool skins, by the way. Not as cool as Maria, I'd say. Maria definitely has. No, she's skin. she's pretty lucky. She got she Every, got in the game twice. Yeah. Every <laughs> once in a while, people will get me a new skin and they'll be like, "New Alejandro skin," and it will literally be like a camo bush covering my entire body with like sunglasses. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I guess that's me. <laughs> that's, that's me, man. But. Uh. So. Yeah, they, they seem to put a lot of effort into the ghost skins. You know, he's got the sickest skins, 30 of them, and then every yeah. everyone else has about five or six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bloody Samuel, man. That yeah. bastard. No, and Valeria, yes, you're right. She has a few too. Um, but you, you haven't played much Warzone, have you, really? I'm going to be honest, I've never played Warzone. Wow. There you go. I've never played Warzone. I, yeah, I... Yeah, you just haven't taken the, the dive campaign, yet. Man, but I, can, yeah. I can do the campaign, but when it comes to shooting up other people and 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 being part of a team and people relying on me, oh, no, please. <laughs> I mean, with the acting, yeah, definitely. I, I got you guys. But when it comes to the bang, bang, no way. Hey, <laughs> you How know, I know Chad is like, an, a, he's another assassin when it comes to Warzone and he plays all the time, but. Yeah. Well, he, he's been playing for years and he still thinks he's terrible as well, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a tough one. Um, how have you found the fandom though, man? Because you know, you you, you shot up to like six hundredth on IMDb for people who you know that it's like searches and and that's pretty high. I mean, that's six hundred in the world at one point, somewhere around there, maybe higher. And then you know, you've gained over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, which isn't easy to do. Let me tell you. So how have you found coping with all this fandom and attention all of a sudden on you? Um, well, it's, you know, online, it seems like a big thing. Obviously, the the lots, I had 300 
followers before the key art for Modern Warfare 2 was released, you know? And they were all aunts and cousins and friends. <laughs> so, and moms and dads. So definitely now that I have, you know, again, over 100, like 115 or something, it seems, it definitely is, again, how I feel about this whole situation. It's overwhelmingly grateful. I'm blessed. Really happy when I get you know, messages, artwork that people have sent. I know that may, I don't know if we had talked about it then. I don't know if, if people had even begun to do artwork the last time we did an interview, but by now, oh, have sent me <laughs> such crazy things, amazing works. Oh. I mean, it was, there was, there's somebody who, um, she tagged me in a, a story of hers where she got a man and it looks, it looks perfect. A tattoo of Alejandro. And Damn, it's like the, that's sick. And it looks insane. I mean, I think I have it on my stories uh, somewhere in one of the highlights. And it looks insane. And she definitely went to a great artist for that. So when people send me stuff like that, that was a big one for sure. I mean, to have somebody idolize me on their arm like that. That's crazy. Yeah. Super, super great. And and definitely makes me feel like I, I have done something great. And even and, and then outside of social media, it's great to be stopped by fans, which happens, honestly, it happens on a weekly basis. Yesterday I was at wow. uh, outside of Universal Studios and they have City Walk, which has a lot of restaurants and, and bars and shops. And I was just there sitting at a restaurant and having, you know, a, a beer. And yeah, every once in a while, several people would come up and be like, you're this guy, aren't you? We've been here the whole time. And the people behind me sitting down were like, sorry, we didn't know if you heard us whispering, but it's you. <laughs> they wanted to take a picture. And so that's obviously really, uh, you know, I'm humbling that they want that they want me to do that, of course, because two years ago or even a year ago to think that that would happen off of a video game, especially was definitely not uh, something I was thinking about. Wow. So you, you're actually getting stopped now on the streets. Have you done any Comic-Cons where you actually get to converse with fans? I've not done any Comic-Cons. I okay. was I attended San Diego Comic-Con. I oh. was there with, yeah, I went with my brother and we, I did meet some fans for sure. It was overwhelmingly packed. Also because I think that because of the writer's strike at the time, or I think the actor's strike had just struck, they no but none of the actors were going they weren't doing any of the, of the panels so everybody was inside of the exhibit floor and it just made it so difficult so, to walk i mean yeah. honestly like you wouldn't have known that 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 robert de niro was there forget about all <laughs> the actors focused on kind of getting around but i did meet some people i took some pictures with some uh cosplayers yeah. that were um you know dressed as ghosts Oh, and, yeah, there would have been a lot of those, eh? Yeah, yeah, there was a few. And, yeah, I mean, I, I don't doubt that I would do it eventually. <clears throat> but You're open to it? Yeah, I'm open to it. I mean, honestly, like, Comic-Con really wasn't my thing. It seemed like a lot of, like a lot of people. I did happen to, was lucky to get a, uh, the Ghost, like, limited edition one of 1,000 action figures, which... Call of Duty ja Jazzwares, the Jazzwares booth had um, like the first Call of Duty toys or action figures, essentially, that were there. It was Ghost, Frank Woods, and then they had like this Ghost bust. 
So it was really cool to to be able to walk away with one. And I got one for Samuel. I sent it to him. Uh, and he was, you know, very grateful for oh, that. Oh, that's so. cool. That's a nice yeah, friend. Ghost is, come on, Ghost. That's yeah. a nice friend. My hermano. It, yeah, Ghost obviously sells. He's the first that they, for anything merch, he's the first they go to. What a ham, yeah. Superstar, I get it. But when are they going to do an Alejandro uh, anything, you know, action figure? I'd buy that. Yeah, I'd buy. I, I, I wouldn't. Hopefully I'd get some for free, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Although, if you're hopeful about it, remain hopeful. That doesn't, you know, I don't. I think maybe if we're all lucky. Uh, of course, I'm I'm held down by NDAs and stuff. But yeah, yeah. The, the fact that I've held the fact that I'm held down by an NDA would give you some sort of clue about it. So you know, be hopeful, and maybe we'll see what happens next year. Man, I it was great to see you come back for season was it season five season three season three yeah season, season three. three season three great little cutscene there with rudy um now did you shoot that uh this year we shot that <clears throat> yeah, i believe so i think i believe it was this year yeah well, March, and it was, and it might have been in January or something. I mean, I know that in January, we were, I was already doing the photo shoot with Maria for the key art for season three, which we were very lucky to be, you know, at the forefront of. And I'm not sure exactly when we did that, but it was one day's job, one day's work. I know that the voiceover stuff that we did, that was also done in like a week or two uh, over the course of a few sessions. That was done maybe in February. But it was a pretty quick turnaround, I believe. I could be wrong. I, I could be completely wrong. No, no, wrong, but... that sounds right, yeah. And so now you guys are obviously, you're going off and sort of taking care of business with her. Is that the reason why you weren't in Modern Warfare 3? Or is that why you feel like it's just a different story? Yeah, I think it's a different story. I think that it would have maybe been a little bit too much if Alejandro mm. they had just they just said hey I gotta take care of stuff here in Mexico and then it's like okay actually you know what I'll go wherever you guys are going <laughs> uh so I think that you know I think he's still kind of holding it down there and but you know Alejandro is not dead people go oh my god did he die is, is you know is Valeria gonna kill him I don't think so I'm pretty sure that's not gonna happen considering that they made it very clear that the only one who can kill Alejandro is Alejandro so I haven't killed myself, people. Relax. I don't plan on it. I would like to join, again, the Modern Warfare series. And, you know, I think that given what we were just talking about the following, uh, yeah, there's a lot of fans and players that would like to see that as well. Besides Ghost, because obviously he died in the original game, they're not going to make that same mistake again. Um, I think you're the strongest chance of not dying. I, I just... I cannot imagine you go. I think you're in a good place at the moment. I don't want to put the jinx on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. But I, I believe so. I believe not because it's me, but just because of he's the a badass that, man. He's not dying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's really the character that Brian wrote is and Jeff. You know that they, they. I don't think that character is gonna go anywhere for even sure. if he got shot. I don't. He would just wipe it off. I mean, just, yeah, well, that's what I mean. And I, I don't know if you remember, but when I, I 
I, I've said this several times and over different interviews that I played Alejandro like, uh, you know, the spirit of an Aztec, a warrior, you know, yeah. so if, if yeah. you're possessed by a crazy spirit like that, you need to look check three or four times when you kill Alejandro because he's he he's just going to come right back at you, man. So I have that feeling that he's definitely unkillable for sure. I am worried about Rudy, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm worried I, about Rudy. He's a legend. Yeah. I can't. Oh, that I'd shed a tear if he if he was to yeah. meet his demise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> he's like the Robin to your Batman, in mm -hmm. many respects. Yeah, um, he's a legend. We've had him on the show, um, yeah. and he was in that cutscene as well for season three. Um, you guys obviously went off and fight. So, how do you think Neil's feeling, knowing that? Um, spoilers, guys. By the way, if you haven't played Modern Warfare three. Uh, Neil has met his demise, Soap, thanks to Makarov. I mean, what was your reaction? You probably knew before the game came out, but when you saw that oh, cutscene yeah. and... Yeah. yeah. So I did reach out I, in the same way as before. I said, hey, let me get a code. Let me play this game. I was really excited to see where the story went because Alejandro did not know about where, where it was going to go. But even before I finished the first, you know, level uh the first mission people already were reaching they spoiled it to me it, and it's okay man. It's whoever spoiled it for me it's okay guys don't worry about it alejandro loves you anyway but people were like alejandro why didn't you save your hermano and i go oh my goodness one of these hermanos dies and then eventually somebody let me know for sure so it, it i knew that that was gonna be the end however I still wanted to see how it all kind of played out. I wanted to see, you know, every, all of my fellow actors' performances. And I just wanted to see how it all happened at the end, you know, even if that was the eventual outcome. So I still had a good time playing for sure. How do you think he's feeling, man? Knowing Because you guys came on this project basically the same time. And now you know, a year or so later, that's it. Well, I mean... I, I, I honestly can't tell you how he's feeling. I can tell you how I would be feeling. I would be feeling grateful to have been immortalized as soap. I mean, the guy, it doesn't matter if uh, you kill off Spider-Man or not, you're still Spider-Man. That's who you are. So, uh, and people love him. People love soap. They love that character. They get so, you know, it's they people make all sorts of art and merchandise on that as well. And... He's also on, I know Neil, the actor's on Loki. <laughs> he's on the show. So he's doing his thing. And and I'm really, really ha happy for him that he's excelling on screen as well. Yeah. So he should be happy. Neil, <laughs> I know, be happy. Yeah, you got to be grateful, don't you? You can yeah. ask. It's just, a, it's, I guess it's just one of those things where, you know, <clears throat> when he's going to die and then you see everyone else still alive, you kind of have that. That FOMO, I mean, I mean, maybe that would just be me. Um, yeah, but yeah, it is I mean, sad. I, yeah, well, I mean, look, Alejandro's not dead, and he 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 FOMO'd. <laughs> he, had the, <laughs> he had the fear, and he missed out. So, uh, you know, it's it's okay. Yeah, he had FOMO yeah. for another reason. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> uh, and what do you think of Makarov, mate? Are you do you think you can take this bastard down, or what? Yeah, I thought the uh, I haven't met uh, the actor Julian, but yeah. I, I thought he did a great job for sure. And it's it's you know, man, you 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 you're playing the Joker, you know. So he definitely put forth as much as he he 
could at the moment. It definitely was a great performance. Uh, I know a lot of people like it. And I would love to get in there with Makarov for sure. I think Alejandro and Makarov. Also, I think Alejandro has a lot of uh, unfinished business with Graves. And that's yes. who he really yes. wants to get in. Just completely <laughs> tear up, you know. Uh, that's his, that's, you know, aside from Valeria Graves is now his, uh, his American Joker, you know? So I, I'm curious to see where that will, where that will go. And, and again, hopefully they'll call back Alejandro and say, Hey man, the 141 needs you this time around to fight Makarov. And I think that that will be, you know, kind of like That'd the boys sick. are down. Yeah. yeah. The thing is there's, there's all these pieces at play, like, Valeria and Graves, they're kind of characters that I feel like they could swing them a little bit. They could, they kind of could make them not good, but they're kind of anti-hero territory because the fans love those two so much that they might write them in a way in that direction. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether as Makarov's a, a pure blood villain, yeah, there's no saving him at this point. Yeah. Whether yeah. as the other two, they might be able to swing over to the others. What do you think? I mean, I think that Alejandro, <laughs> oh, man. That's a good question, honestly. I don't know how Alejandro would feel about having to work with either of them. <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> I, I don't think that, I, I think that seeing the bigger picture, if he felt like it was absolutely necessary to save a huge amount of people to save a country to stop a missile i think that he would but in the back of his he would definitely be very careful he would not trust either of them at all and <laughs> and yeah i'm just curious that's 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 something that is for maybe brian bloom to think about on when he yeah. wants to write the fourth one you know so last time i asked you about the the backstory of valeria and alejandro and because the game hadn't come out, we, we kind of danced around it. But how much went into that backstory? Did you guys talk about it? You know, what, how much do you think about those sort of things? Well, when I was working on the game, I was given just what was in the script. There was talks about what had happened uh, between them in terms of the betrayal. But... I know that I developed so much more, you know, character background, history between them um, uh, and backstory enough that I knew that I could go in there and work. So uh, that was a, that was a, most of that stuff was secret, essentially, to me. It was, I didn't have to tell Maria about it or I didn't have to tell Brian about it. I just had kind of had to show up and 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 have it in me, you know, and know it, which really helped me out uh in in the scenes with her and, and and the whole arc of the story it wasn't romance was it it was it was a relationship that that broke apart uh, but it, it no one knows if what kind of relationship is that is that right yeah i almost you know there's so many different things that people are saying so many different theories that i almost don't want to say exactly that's all right no yeah please if but you it is say, yeah but there is definitely element you know with valeria you you see a lot of different uh, relationship dynamics between the two, so there is definitely like a carnal, you know, romantic, somewhat sexual, but at the same time feeling. But at the same time, it's also a, a, a sister relationship and a friend mm. relationship. 
And so it's a lot of different things that are going on, at least within Alejandro, that that helped me dictate my performance for sure. Yeah, 100%. Uh, let's check out some of these questions that these lovely people have been donating. Thank you guys for donating, by the Anonymous way. Anonymous says, great work, $15. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Elizabeth. Align, Maria, Samuel, Neil, Streamily signing when? Thank you for the 15, Elizabeth. I appreciate it. When's the next Streamily, man? I know you've had a lot of fun doing those. I'm going to be doing a Streamily signing really soon. I actually just reached out to Streamily. Uh, I, I'm going to bring back some of the images that people like the most. And I'm also going to have a few other, like three or four options of other things if, if people want that as well or they want to, you know, try something new. But I'm planning, hopefully, streamily, I hope you're listening, I want to do one uh, maybe like the second week of December before the holidays. They are listening because they actually reached out to me to work with me on a few things. So who knows down the line we might um, we might do something. Neon, Alain, I love your work. Congratulations on Musashi Miyamoto. Excellent work. If, he, if it's possible, I'd like to hear – okay, I don't – that is in Spanish, so let me send that to you. Let, oh me, let me show you that on my screen now so you can – because I don't want to butcher that like I did last time. Um, can you see that? Can you make it a little bigger? I sure can. Oh, <laughs> maybe not. Um Hold on, zoom in. Where are we? How do I zoom in? If you zoom, maybe, yeah. Here, let me um, let me put it into the Zoom chat for you. Sorry, guys, bear with us here. Did you get that on the Zoom chat? Hay tres cosas que no se pueden ocultar: el sol, la luna y la verdad. Okay. Hay tres cosas que no se pueden ocultar. El sol, la luna y la verdad. Man, that, that's one of the greatest voices <laughs> I've ever see, heard in my life. <laughs> Thanks for your donation. <laughs> Damn, that never gets old. Hey, what is that What is that role? You're in um, Bleach, is it, the anime? That's a big role, man. Congratulations yeah, on that. So, yeah. So, yeah, thanks, man. So, Bleach... I based, basically the last actor, Jameson Price, who voiced that character, uh, his name is Chad, he stepped down right, I think it was like the week after or before Modern Warfare 2 came out. And I had worked with the studio that uh, dubs that anime and dubs a bunch of animes before. And they asked me to audition and kind of just offered me the role afterwards. I didn't know it had a big following. Honestly, I was like, oh, cool. I get to do this. I get to do this anime, you know, from now on. And that's it. And apparently it does have a huge following yeah. among fans. Bleach is a big thing and, and a lot of stuff from Viz Media. So I'm blessed. Yeah, I get to kind of play Chad now on anything that they require me to do. Moving forward in that franchise. Moving forward, yeah, in the franchise. So now I'm officially like um, the Chad of of, of the English dub. 
Yeah. A bleach dog. Yeah, bleach. What's the character? I haven't seen the show. Is he a bit of a badass as well, or he? Oh, he's super badass. Yeah, yeah. and he's he's a really re- he's another really really wise, deep voice sounding guy. And what's funny about Chad is when they sent me the audition, they said this character is you know one of the main supporting cast. He's a really good friend of the main character Ichigo, and he is. He has a deep voice. No, they told me they didn't say anything about the deep voice. They said he's 17. I go, 17? Okay. <laughs> so I read the thing as in my best 17. They didn't give me any other specs. I read it in my best 17-year-old voice, which sounded deep. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't sound like a 17-year-old. Then I sent it in. And then I got a request to send another audition. They go, no, 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 we we want the voice really, really deep. And then I, and then like this is what the last guy sounded like. And then the last guy, Jameson Price, he had a really, really deep voice. It was like in the bowels of his gut. And I was like, wait a minute, you guys want me to do that? So I play this character, and I play him with the absolute with a deeper voice essentially than Alejandro. But he's 17. <laughs> he's 17 years old. And he's like huge and jacked. I mean, this the character looks like he's 40 years old, but whatever. So do that voice one more time for us. It's uh, like this. He's very, very inquisitive and he's always wondering what to do. And he just speaks right down here, really cool. I noticed that much- you come up for that voice. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I got to do something. Yeah, well, yeah. a lot of times voice actors will do some crazy stuff in the room, and yeah. you know, I have to do what what I can. Yeah, but there's it's definitely a big, strong voice from down here. Always kind of wise, thinking, you know, what's going on. Similar to this to this new voice that I dubbed for um, Onimusha, you know, which is the what he was talking about. Uh, you know, I played a, a very famous samurai. Um, and Musashi, and it was also the same uh, studio. That oh, have I got it confused? Uh, Is that something else? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, what, so they, what was that one for? So Onimusha is a. Um, it's actually an eight episode uh, series. So ah. it just came out on Netflix. I'd say about two weeks ago, and it's uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Takashi Miike, but he's a very famous horror director mm-hmm. and filmmaker. Um, and it's you know it was it was awesome graphics, awesome story. You have some really really great actors that are in there dubbing uh, the English version. Yuri Lowenthal, who's you know yeah, right legend. on top everywhere. Yeah, he's a legend. He's Spider Man now. His <laughs> game's out. So. It was really cool to 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 be able to work on that. And again, they brought me in. They wanted me to do somewhat of a similar voice as Bleach. Uh, you know, another another wise old, you know, character who's can kill off anybody with with swords, but he'll also be thinking at the same time like what the meaning of life is. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. One of those are like everybody's everybody needs his help. They're running around crazy. Help, help. <laughs> and he's just there like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do with the sword? And he's just like, Yeah, I'll kill these people off. No problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely check it out if you guys haven't only Musha on Netflix. Um definitely I play, you know the type the the character um 
uh, Miyamoto Musashi, who is the main character. So it's cool. And it and Damn. little note, Yuri, who plays, he's in he's in there. He plays one of the uh, you know the main characters that are there as well. I've I've been credited on some of Yuri's stuff before. I've never actually worked with him. I didn't get a chance to work with him on this either because we all dubbed it. But the little tiny bit note is that I my for the first book that I ever read about voiceover and it became and still is kind of like my voiceover Bible was called voiceover voice actor. And it was written by Yuri Lowenthal. So I didn't realize it until I was watching the show that I was like, wait a minute, like I'm I'm just so blessed to be on the same cast as Yuri and and him essentially be part of you know the supporting cast of my character and the guy is the reason why I essentially am in voiceover and and his advice was what really helped me to get my career started so thank you Yuri I know you're probably not watching but if you do happen to come around this you should be watching Dan Allen all the time (laughs) and second of all thank you for all that information in the book I didn't know he did a book yeah that's really cool Really, and it's and with his wife, yeah, Tara Platt, and it's a really very famous, you know, voiceover book, uh, and it's really popular. I read it again ten. Oh, it was written over 10, 15 years ago, and I read it uh, maybe ten years ago when I started to do voiceover. And now they have an updated version, but check it out if you guys want voiceover voice actor by Yuri Lowenthal and his wife Tara Platt. Funnily enough, he's actually in a few Call of Duties as like background characters and stuff like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Like in the first Modern Warfare in 2019, you can hear him in the first mission with um, Alex, with Chad. He's um, one of the soldiers there. and But, I mean, obviously people know him as Spider-Man in the recent Spider-Man game, which he might even win all the awards. He's a really good performance. Yeah. Well, dude, he just got – yeah, that's what I'm saying. He got nominated for, for best performance. Uh, I He probably will get nominated for a BAFTA, and I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he if- – you know, I mean, so many people love that character. I haven't played the game, but I know a bunch of my friends have, and they just absolutely love it. And uh, I know that his body of work is incredible, so I don't doubt that what he did with Spider-Man is is, is incredible as well. I, I know you can't talk about upcoming projects, but can I ask, what, after Call of Duty, have, have you seen an increase in video game work or auditions? Not really. <laughs> not, not, not really. You'd think. Uh, you'd think. But no, I, I haven't. I This coming year, I, I was planning on kind of pushing myself forward on screen. And I'm working with a new manager. And But honestly, at the same time, I was really comfortable and happy with all the success that Call of Duty brought me. I mean, with the between the BAFTA, between the artwork and the followers and people getting tattoos of me, I was in a pretty content, comfortable place. And then when I said to myself, hey, let's really start getting out there and uh, coming off of the success of the game and the BAFTA, I have a good shot at at, at more opportunities. Then the actors, the writer strike happened first and then the actor strike. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, great. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm moving some stuff around in my career. I'm getting my ducks in order and I'm I'm, uh, have a new headshot session uh, coming up weeks. So definitely 2024 is starting strong. And not that I'm going to be taking away time from my voiceover stuff, because I still plan on continuing that. But you're going to see me on a series definitely soon, man. That's, that's you know, I'm going to be on a series and I know it. 
So, yeah, you're looking to more go on screen. That's interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, I mean, at the same, I can't help but wonder what type of career, well, how things would be different right now if what I did for Call, Call of Duty, Duty had, was a, was a, yeah. Netflix series or Marvel franchise. And that's the thing. We would have this conversation uh, a few times with the, the creators of Call of Duty, you know, guys like Jeff and Brian, that you can essentially be a video game star but not really people not be jumping to give you opportunities in other video games. Whereas if you're a TV star and not even that big of a TV star, or if you just send us, you know, a series regular on a good show, people will jump at you for opportunities to be in other things, no matter what, they'll just put scripts in your face and projects and money. And so it's kind of one of those weird things, but why is that? Do you think probably because people don't, you know, I think that video games are still in going through a transition period. I think that now more than ever, actors are able to really convey emotion. And of course, because of the graphics, something like Call of Duty, people like, you know, Blur Studios <coughs> doing the cinematics. Oh, yeah. It's more so like a movie and a TV series than ever. But maybe the people who are casting the shows uh, or the directors and the people who primarily work for on screen, either TV or film, they may not know the type of impact and the type of transition that is that is happening right now. And now more than ever, you do have actors that want to do motion capture and want to do performance capture that didn't want to do it before. Mm. And maybe guys like, you know, Yuri or definitely uh, Troy Baker were, uh, they were, they acknowledged that there was complete artistry even 10 years ago doing that. Whereas now, of course, actors just want to get in there. Oh my goodness, I can, I can get stopped on the street, you know, for a character that I did. Well, yeah, if if it looks like you and if you do a good job and and if you're mm. Alejandro, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What kind of is there any particular show or movie you should be looking to go up for? Is there like, do you typecast yourself in a certain role? Like, do you have an archetype <clears throat> that you try and hit? Is that a I mean, thing or it is a thing. I mean, people will definitely want to put you in some sort of a, a yeah, they'll want to typecast you in a certain way. And that is okay. I mean, trying to get out there, if there was a series that is military based, <laughs> I would hope that I would at least get the opportunity to be able to audition for it. That's the thing. It's it, it's stuff that I don't necessarily want anybody. I don't expect anybody to give me any roles or anything. Of course not. But, you know, I'm somebody that I, I want to be able to prove myself to myself and to others. And the opportunity is really all that I can ask for. You know, people, I really believe that when preparation meets opportunity, that's what luck is. So it's not so much people getting lucky. It's just people being really prepared, really giving their energy, really uh, putting forth everything that they can, given their craft. And then when they're given the right, you know, they're given a little small stage and says, hey, do your thing and let's see what you can do. If you deliver, then there's people who are not going to be able to deny you. That's just so the way it true. is. It's so true, man. It's so it true. It takes time. It takes, sometimes you don't get that yeah. uh, for a while, but, you know, sometimes it takes years for people to get that right opportunity. I mean, I've been doing voiceover since 2013 and I didn't book Call of Duty till 2021. And I had been you know, doing little things here and there and getting paid. But again, it wasn't that world stage uh, like like COD. 
What what do you do? I'll go get to the other questions, guys. Bear with me. What um what do you do for mindfulness and positive outlook in your life and self development? Do you do much of that sort of stuff? I do a lot of that. I knew you I did. Love yeah. I love that question. I love that question. Yeah. I don't meditate as often as I should. I have other forms of ways of meditating. I mean, I'm somebody who, uh, even if I can't sit still and meditate with my eyes closed in silence, I will go for a walk or a hike by myself, be around nature, uh, meditate on who I am and who I want to become. And definitely, I am somebody who listens to a lot of uh, podcasts, uh, motivational speakers. I read a lot of books. You have to brain, if you're trying to follow any type of endeavor that is difficult or is somewhat difficult to do, if you feel like you're trying to climb a baby mountain, then you have to brainwash yourself with the right things and the right ways of like thinking that. and yeah. philosophy, man, because you're going to get brainwashed no matter what. And the actors that continue to just allow things, external things to brainwash them, those are the ones that give up. Those are the ones that don't have much of a career or maybe have a little bit of a career or end up doing plan B. But it's it's a, it's a tough game, man. It's a tough game, not just as an actor, but as a musician, as a dancer, as an artist, visual artist. I mean, that's the thing with the arts. There's no guarantee that you're going to have a career. And as an actor... Many people want to get out there and because they know that you, you're just one gig away from making six, seven figures. So everybody wants to act. And that's, <laughs> and that's and the people who have been doing it their whole lives and really just are more focused on being a, a star of not just TV or film, but of their craft, an acting star. Then they they are the ones that really will make it because they're the ones that are continuing to brainwash themselves and also just acknowledging their value i think is really important you know if you know that you're made of everything that you believe you're made of then you will and honestly you said it in the beginning man when you are in a valley and you hit a big mountain and you're at that peak of the mountain you have to take a look around and acknowledge where you are and how far you've come and also be able to see the other mountains ahead and also those mountains wouldn't exist if there weren't valleys in between them. So you have to know, hey, you're going to be in these valleys. You People are going to be wondering where you where you were, if you fell off the mountain or if you're ever going to do anything. Or maybe they're happy because you did that one thing, that one mountain. But you have to acknowledge and you have to keep going and you have to really, really believe in yourself. Because sometimes when you endure it as long as you can and you're like the last one there and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know how much longer I can endure it. Well, then that's a lot of the time you're right around the corner from that one big gig. That does not look like a big gig. I didn't know Call of Duty was going to be this. I didn't even know what the hell I had booked when I booked it. I was like, oh, cool. I want to use my likeness and I want to be in a video game and like it's going to be a cool credit. That's all I thought. I had no idea that it was going to lead me to the BAFTA Awards. So you never know, man. And as you said, you got to keep walking in that valley. If you stop going after it, you're never going to go up the mountain because you've given up. You know, you can't you can't give up. Yeah. And the hardest part is the first valley before you get to the first mountain. Because the entire time, you don't see any mountains. You don't see the peak. You just see yeah. the valley. 
Yeah. And you keep thinking you're, you keep believing that there's mountains. You keep believing that there's a palace. You you just ha- you just know it. That's really where you really have to come up with all that st- all positive stuff. And that's really where you got to brainwash yourself with the right philosophy. Because once you reach that first mountain, then you realize, holy shit, this mountain existed. And then you see the other ones. Then you say, then the next time that you're in a valley, you will remember that mountain that you crossed, that you were at the peak of, then you will remember what it was like in the valley before that. And the second valley may not be as hard. That's mm-hmm. why you, that's why it's so important to acknowledge your wins. Even the baby wins because they're small steps to that palace, you know? Yeah. Even I could put it in YouTube terms. I mean, you know, the first valley, 100,000 subscribers, you know, the next one, a million, you know, it can, it can happen for, you can, you can use this analogy for anything. For any work, I feel like any job. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Caroline, best one-word line in El Sonombre Violently. Low question: Do you have a favorite memory from filming the campaign? Thank yes. you for the twenty-five, Caroline. Appreciate it. Thank you, Caroline. My favorite memory from the campaign was. Well, doing this, doing the interrogation scene with Valeria. Yeah. I came, I mean, I came prepared every day, but I was really prepared that day. I was hot, man. And I was just like on fire and she was on fire. And there was a lot of candela, a lot of fuego. And man, <laughs> we were just, we were just at it, you know, and, and it felt great. You're feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. And also, and also just to hear from, I know that Neil, uh you know that day mentioned that hey like you know you're really doing something special here and that made me feel really good uh to hear that from from my fellow actor yeah i think that's important to do on set if you if you're seeing someone do good work tell them for sure or in any any way in life uh what is your dream role my dream role well i don't know what it is because it hasn't been written yet but I can tell you out of stuff that has been done, I would love to do something like Travis Bickle in Taxi Driver. Oh, yeah. You'd be that, great. That, You'd be great. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, uh, to do something like that, somebody who is, uh, yeah, just everything that De Niro brought to that character. But I also think that that character can be played in so many different ways. And it's just a dark place to go. But. At the same time, there's so much to explore. And yeah, sometimes I, I I think I would want to be that character, not because of the outcome, but because of the most of the time, because of the process. I want to find something out about that character. I always mm. have Daniel Day Lewis says, you always have a curiosity about the character, and then you just kind of keep having to try and satisfy that curiosity. So that's a character that I'm very curious about. He's possibly the greatest actor of all time. Or top three. Yeah, he is the greatest actor. Of Of course, yeah, he's the greatest, 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 of course. Yeah, he's in my top. I think he's in my top three for sure. Uh, CB, don't make a deal with her, a line. It won't end well. (laughs) Yeah, I know it, man. It didn't. Yeah. Uh, This is your sign to start a podcast, a line, because you're speaking facts from Leo. Speaking facts, no problem. <laughs> it's just, it's just my truth, man. You know that that that's that's what I believe, and 
again, uh, I think a lot of the times that I say things that sound like they're very wise, it's not me saying it. It's recycled information that has been around for ages, you know, and it's just recycled by de many different speakers, many different authors. And again, when you are trying to follow some sort of artistic pursuit that is near impossible to some people, you got to get that in your brain. You got to brainwash yourself so that way you automatically think that way, you know, and by now I don't have to remind myself of that. I just I just speak facts, but I think facts, man. That's what I that's 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 how I really believe. All right, guys, 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 we're going to react. I'm going to pull up some images here and oh you're going to tell me just this quick story about, uh, you know, an image that I'll pull up. And yeah. Um, so talk to us through this one, mate. Uh, who's this young fella? So this is, this is, I had already been working out for two years. As you can see, I got pecs better than the pecs that I got right now. Okay. I scared the other children and I was the biggest bully. And I would just, I mean, people would throw me their lunch money, even when I would just smile at them. Of course, I'm kidding guys. That is definitely, it definitely looks like a Photoshopped image, but it's not. It is a costume. That is Halloween, maybe in somewhere in the nineties. And that was the Ultimate Warrior, which was a favorite wrestler of mine. The Ultimate Warrior. I was gonna say, did you grow up watching wrestling? I did not grow up watching wrestling, but there were. I did watch a little bit of it. I know that Ultimate Warrior and Undertaker and Hulk Hogan; those guys were, you know, I I, I definitely did like them. Yeah. And middle school, I was a fan of The Rock. You know, he was a big sensation for sure. But I wasn't I wasn't a fan like some of the other uh mm. from my friends back in school. So how old were you there, you reckon? I'd say maybe I was like, man, seven. Damn. I was probably like seven years old or something. <laughs> oh, I know this is uh I I, I look so ex I was so excited to eat my mother's home cooking that I took this picture that looks like uh, you know, a typical like, I don't know. 50 year old dad taking a picture next to like something that he an attraction. I was so happy. You have to understand, I don't live in Miami. So when I go back home, I mean, mom's home cooking is the bomb. I love mom's home cooking. Mm. And that Cuban fried rice, which is one of her best dishes, which takes, it takes a long time to make. It takes hours. She makes it from scratch. I Cuban so fried happy. rice. What's the difference between Cuban and normal fried? What, what are we adding? Spices? Uh, I, no, I, so I think that Cuban fried rice is just jam-packed with so much meat, <laughs> shrimp. It's like it, 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 it's like a little bit of rice with just a lot of shrimp and steak and chicken. And it's just Cuban yeah. people, they just, yeah, just put everything in there and just add a little bit of rice. Uh, it's nice. really tasty, and, and for sure. it's You can get it at Cuban restaurants in Miami, but then again, Mom's Home Cooking has me taking pictures like that, so... Yeah. So this is, do you, do you have anything else with this or is it ju just that on the plate? Yeah. You just have that with some bread. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one of those, it's like a right. Another big um, dish is arroz con pollo, rice and chicken. That's another one of my favorite that my mom makes. And that's another one that you just have it with bread, you know? And uh, I mean, there's so much protein in there. <laughs> it's like, you don't know if you can tell, but there's, there's more shrimps in there than there are uh, in like a shrimp platter. So definitely, yeah, definitely is this good good meal. And what do you is there dessert? What what's for dessert usually in a Cuban household? Um, usually people, if you're having like a traditional Cuban uh, 
dessert, you'll have like flan, which is, you know, uh, egg custard is really good. Egg and custard. Okay. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It's like a really good, sweet, very, very, it's made with caramel. Very sweet. Ah, yeah. And, and, you know, uh, I, I know that there's other Latin countries that make flan as well. Mexicans make flan. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a big one for sure. Dude, I, I, I don't know how you did this, man. I oh, can't. Oh, my goodness. I can't bring myself to do this. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That was actually on Thanksgiving of 2020. That was Thanksgiving morning of 2020. During during pandemic? Yeah. During the pandemic. Can't you you see? I got, can't you see? (laughs) You've got a mask on. Oh, my (laughs) God. Is that a joke? That's That's not not why. That's not why I had that there. But um, I was going to say. Guys, you're not going to get COVID up there, surely. Oh, no. The guy behind me might have COVID. I don't know, man. Uh, no. So that actually was one of my mother's bucket list things on for her birthday. And her birthday was in it's in July. But we had set up several different. I had, I had you know, she said, hey, I want to go uh, skydiving. I want you to come with me is the only way I'll do it. I said, okay. So I got her the gift. But we every time that we had set up a day to skydive in Miami, which is where we did it, it was raining. Of course, Miami rains all the time. So, you know, we kept thinking, man, we're never going to be able to do this. It's, it's not meant to be. But then the last day that we uh, had set it up for was Thanksgiving morning. And it was I don't know if you could see just the most beautiful, an unusually beautiful, clear day for Miami. Very good. And yeah, man, I jumped out of the building and it was awesome. What's that feeling I mean, like? like- Tell me, yeah. can you describe the feeling like moments before jumping? So uh, definitely I was a little bit nervous, but at the same time, I was the first one that was going to be jumping. My mom wanted to make sure that I jumped before her. We did it with, a, a you know, my cousin and her father, which is like my uncle. So I, it wasn't actually as scary as I thought it was going to be. I mean, I knew it was going to be a big rush and I kind of wanted it to just get it over with because from what I believe and what I had been told was that the first initial seconds that you jump are going to be the the most shocking, obviously. And once you're there, it's really cool, man. I mean, you, you don't want it to end. you just feel so free. Uh, you're way above the entire city. So it's, it's, it's such a peaceful experience. Honestly, if you're not one of peaceful. the ones that's like, like screaming, it That's is the peaceful. word you oh, use, peaceful. It, it is definitely very peaceful. Yeah, I thought so. So if you Damn. ever get a chance, try it, man. I'm sure there's some great skydiving in Australia. Oh, there is. Yeah, but I'm amazing. Amazing. I, I can't bring myself to do this. Even bungee jumping. I mean, oh well, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Have you ever bungee jumped? No. I haven't. I don't know if yeah. I would do that, but oh you yeah. So you prefer this, yeah. No, are you from um did you live in Florida? Is that where you're, or is it? Am I getting yeah, that so, wrong? Yeah. No, you got it. Born, born and raised in Miami, Florida. Yeah, Miami. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> this, this is from a trip to the Grand Canyon that I did in, I think, December of 2018. And what's funny about that is uh, my one one of my best friends who took the picture. He is a big camper. He loves to go hiking and he usually has to twist my arm to do that sort of stuff. Uh, so when he said, let's hike the grand, well, actually he said, it's my birthday. His birthday was in December. 
So I guilt tripped you. Yeah. I know he, yeah, he does it all the time. So every <laughs> birthday, I know that he's going to guilt trip me in some way. So he said, let's take this trip. Uh, we agreed on the Grand Canyon. So we hiked the South Kaibab Trail, I believe it was called. All the way from the top rim down to the bottom. Camped one night and then walked back up on a different trail. And Oh, wow. Yeah, so we did it all one day. It was it was it was a lot of walking, obviously, but it was gorgeous. It was an incredible experience. What was really cool is at the very very top, we did this in December. So at the very very top, all of the Grand Canyon was covered covered in snow, just all over the place. But as you walk down into the into, into the canyon, the temperature would increase. So we were. I mean, imagine covered in snow. I had uh, I had like these snow like picks on the bottom of my shoes. But as you walk down, you'd have to take layers off and off and off. And then as wow. you can see, this is somewhere towards the middle where at the bottom. Yeah, you could be in a T-shirt and you were you were good to go. I have been to the Grand Canyon, but I, yeah, I never walked down it. But I went across the, you know, the beam thing and you can look down and Geez, that that's a scary little thing when see through yeah. it. But uh, yeah, I didn't know you, it, it's a full hike where you can stay and everything. That's cool. There's so there's def, there's a whole bunch of hikes. Apparently, there's a lot of trails to get down. You can hike them, and in order to to rent out or not, well, yeah, just to have the space to be able to camp, you do have to like set up a reservation in advance for that. But yeah. a lot of people do it, and again, it's one of those experiences that I I don't know if I'll ever do it again. Uh, just because I don't know if I'll have the opportunity, but definitely I'm, I'm really, really, really glad that I was able to do it. By the way, guys, um, a line has no idea what images I'm pulling. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I, 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 just, I have no idea. I'm scared. Uh. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So this image is from a man. This is years and years and years ago. Uh, I'd say it was like 2016, something like that. Uh, and this is from a movie. Oh, what the hell was it called? Lava Lanchula. Nice. I think it might be Lava Lanchula 2. So I oh, think that nice. might have been the first one. <laughs> yeah, that was the first one. Nice. And it was, you know, one of those films similar <laughs> to like Sharknado, where there was a giant tarantula that came something. Actually, I just don't know. That was like a one day gig. They just said, hey, we're, you know, we're going to do this like Scarface mock up funny scene it's supposed to be kind of like this shower scene in scarface where they have him with the chainsaw and uh it was steve gutenberg who was from the police academy films and he walks in and he sees us doing this and he's like a cop in the movie too so he sees us you know kind of chopping this guy up with the chainsaw and then right after this moment I was attacked by this <laughs> fucking spider, this huge spider, which which wasn't there. It was CG. So they're like, yeah, just go ahead and get on the wall and just go, ah, just go crazy. <laughs> and I was like, okay, gosh. So I did. And fortunately, uh-huh. in the movie, they did add they did add that silly looking tarantula to it. So uh, I hope you get residuals for the movie. Don't take it out. No, I don't get residuals. Because I was going to say they're going to skyrocket. The, the numbers will skyrocket now. I don't even know where to find that film, honestly. I don't think you can get it. Maybe I do get residuals, but nobody's watching it, so I, I don't know. <laughs> so giant tarantula, possibly. Okay. That has something to do with coming out of a of a volcano, lava, lava lanchula. Yeah, uh, right. Oh. Oh, there's me. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Mr. Bean. 
What a legend, was, Mr. Bean. I was, I, was a, I was a fan of Mr. Bean as a kid, man. I love Mr. Bean. This is back when I went to, this is this year when I attended the BAFTAs. They had a park that basically just had a lot, of just it was like four or five or six different statues of, uh, well, I guess they were, I don't know, British uh, idols. I- icons, know? yeah. They're like Mary Poppins. Yeah. And then they had Mr. Bean. And uh, yeah, so I took a picture of Mr. Bean, which as a kid, you would think, I thought that there were like hundreds of Mr. Bean episodes. Apparently there's only like 13 or 14 episodes. I know. They're so replayable. Uh, yes, yeah, incredibly replayable, man. Of course. Yeah. What, a, what, an, what an incredible performer. Couple more. The Vaqueros, the Vaqueros. This is the last day working on Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, so this is uh cool show, was... by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course, man. Uh and I and Jeff has a cool shirt too. He's wearing uh it's, speaking of ta- Travis Bickle, he's got Travis Bickle ah, on his shirt. Yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah, that, so that that's was Jeff last... and uh Jeff and Brian for anyone that doesn't know. Jeff and Brian, yeah, the vaqueros, man. So that was the day, the last day that we I had done working some voiceover, and that was at the Infinity Ward studio. Actually, you 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 familiar with Letterboxd? I am. Yes, he, he told me about it. Oh, did he? Yeah, because I follow was, him on yeah, it. He's, he told me about it. Yeah, yeah, and they're follow, on it. I follow him to get all my movie recommendations because he's got good taste. Yeah. yeah. And last one. Yeah. This picture was taken when we did the well the live action trailer. And this was done like at the end of the day, I think they said, hey, come around. Uh, we want you to take this picture. Uh, so we all they kind of put us in there and got us in position and we took it. I took a picture of the screen and that's what I posted on uh, on IG, which that picture was the one that blew up. Because from what I understanding, this was like an internal it was for internal use by Infinity Ward. I think that this picture was uh, you know when you play modern warfare 2 at the end of the game it says thanks for playing and there's like a, a picture of us that's i it. think that they made that based off of this You're but 100%. this actually wasn't used so i uh, yeah i shared it online and it and it kind of you know like i need like everything online that us we share it just kind of gets circulated and ends up on tiktok <laughs> Something I'm sure a lot from today's chat will end up on TikTok. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, different edits and stuff. Yeah, and poopy edits. I swear I saw you with a Santa hat and something, unless you did that. Uh, I no, actually, you know what? I did that. Oh, uh, okay, okay. That was me who put that, and I was I did that so that people would donate some toys. I I love to donate toys every year for the holidays, so I I I posted there so in hopes that they would remind themselves and say, "Oh my goodness, (laughs) I remember Alejandro's stupid hat. Let me let me donate a toy." So yeah, maybe this year, but but people put me in all sorts of weird hats and things, and and yeah. So how do you find the really how do I say this? The very interesting art. Um, you probably get what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. How is that? That must be a bizarre thing to see that for yourself. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's definitely. There's all sorts of weird art. <laughs> it's they're really. It's really great art. It's, so too, it's very detailed. That's the problem. It's, so it's detailed. too detailed. It's, <laughs> scarily detailed. Yeah, it's, it's it's scarily detailed. There's there's 
There is yeah. like R rated is is not even it's NC seventeen nah. rated, X rated stuff of Alejandro and but really really talented artists out there. I'm just I'm just you know I'm that's what they want to. That's, that's the what they want to do. Yeah, pick. go ahead. Yeah. Hey, go for it. Um, yeah, honestly, like it's just I'm humbled even with that stuff. If even if people were making art that was making fun of me, I'm like you know what like. What's the, what's the alternative like to have no art at all, to have nothing, and then have you know uh, I'd rather you know have have this role and this character and this job and this following, and people make art about whatever, than you know still be working some job that I didn't want, not acting, and then not no nobody making these you know exactly silly yeah, but if they made it uh, PG, you could probably share it. Just so you know, guys. There's a lot of art that I can't share. There's a lot so of art you just can't share. So much art that I cannot share. And I do see it. You get a kick out of it, guys. So in a weird way, yeah, keep it coming. But some of it, yeah, no, but some of it actually does go big on, on Twitter because obviously you can share whatever over there. So just you can't share it, I guess. And I don't know if Activision would want me to, but I mean, I, no. I, I can, yeah. Before we um, wrap up, I do want to know, I want you to give me a few of your favorite films of all time because I know you're a big movie buff and I want to hear, you know, give us a few because I'm I'm in the mood for some movies this okay, Christmas. Okay, so definitely Goodfellas. I love Goodfellas, one of my favorite films. Uh, Whiplash, I know we talked about that last time. Whiplash is a movie that I, I absolutely love. Um, there Will Be Blood. I love that movie so much. I love There Will Be Blood. I love Daniel Day-Lewis. If I had to mention one more Daniel Day-Lewis performance that I think you guys should see. Um, man, you know, In the Name of the Father is a really great film. I haven't seen In that. Yeah. Name of the Father, man. It's from the 90s. Uh, and, it's, and it's incredible. And let me see another film. I don't know. I mean, because I, I have a feeling you've seen a lot of movies, so maybe I'm just. I have, just, but I haven't seen that one that you said. Uh, in the yeah, I haven't seen that. No. Oh man, definitely check. Yeah, out I will. Movie. I will. What about comedy? Uh, Do you have any comedies? Comedy. You know, I love. I'm an old school guy, so one of my favorite comedies is uh, "Some Like It Hot," which is an <laughs> old film sorry. Yeah. Curtis and Jack Lemon, who is just. Jack Lemon steals the the movie for me. His performance was so incredible in that. Dude, you're not uh, the first person that said that. Yeah, that always comes up. That film when comedy comes up. Yeah. yeah, big time, big time classic movie, and yeah, I mean, it, it, it com I grew up in the '90s again, and in the '90s, you had a lot of really good comedy films, a lot mm. of good comedy franchises. You had Austin Powers, you had Ace Ventura, you had um. What was this other one? American Pie, the American Pie films. So you had a lot of stuff that was coming out back then that was just really, really good and funny. But definitely, if you want to go old school and OG and very classic comedy, oh, yeah, you got it. Some like it hot, man. And what are you watching at the moment? Any any TV shows? I Not any TV shows. I just saw this film yesterday, Tick, Tick, Boom, with Andrew, with Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Yeah. Great film, yeah, and and just uh, it, very similar to Whiplash. It it uh, 
it's really good film for an up and coming aspiring artist to see somebody. If you feel like you've just been giving it your all and you just keep getting knocked down on the ground uh, and you need something to help you remind you that you're, you know, of value and that you need to stay in it and yeah. that things are not only going to look better, but like your destiny is going to happen. You watch that film for sure. and It'll do that. And then last one here from anonymous. Uh, what can you share any of your tattoos with us a line? I've already shared the tattoos. Oh, I've, there you go. I've, I've, I've shared, yeah, you got to just go on TikTok and 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 look up a line mess tattoos. You'll see them. I don't oh, have nice. very many. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah. They're on my arms anyway. I got a long sleeve shirt. No, no, you don't have to. You don't have to show us. I'm sorry. I'm not going to make you show us. Yeah, you're, you're all good. Here. You're like, all wait a minute. What's going on? Let me stop this. Let me stop this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take off your shirt and show us. No. Yeah, yeah. All good, brother. Yeah, look it up on TikTok. Um, yeah, you've only got them on your arms, right? I only, yeah, I got yeah. them just on my arms for sure. And, and they're more coming? More coming hmm? or not? Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. But I mean, that's, that's the thing when you get a tattoo. First of all, I don't want to get, I want to excel a little bit more on screen, make my name. So that way, when I show up to these auditions, I'm not just like a, the tattooed man from, uh, you know, the, from Ray Bradbury's books. But. <laughs> I I am definitely probably going to get something, but nothing too crazy. Not like Ben Affleck's back tattoo or anything like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that the other day. I couldn't believe he had that. That's crazy. Well, he's Ben Affleck, so he can do whatever the hell he wants right now, you know? <laughs> True. But man, I don't think J-Lo likes it. I've heard that J-Lo was like, eh, I don't like this tattoo, but it's all across his back. Yeah, damn. Surely that would hurt. I don't know. You know, honestly, uh, one of the one of the, my longest uh, tattoos, which is a tattoo, I'm sure you can see it on TikTok. It's of a lion and it's got all this stuff on the right arm. It took like it was like a 10 hour day and Damn. with certain breaks. But I'm going to be honest at certain. There were times in the middle of the tattoo several times. I was so tired. I fell asleep. I fell asleep <laughs> while they were tattooing me. man. I had had barely any sleep. I had, and here's the thing, a little tidbit. When I got that tattoo, uh, I, had, I was working an overnight job. So the night before, I worked up until like about 7 a.m. The tattoo appointment was like at 11. So I had had maybe like three hours. So I knocked out and I had a friend of mine who visited me who woke me up. And he and he's like, I can't believe you're asleep while you're getting this tattoo. But yeah, I, fucking, I fell asleep a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> eventually after a few hours of them picking it you're just like okay it's not really a painful part and then that's it you just fall knock out it just makes you look even more of a badass man so it works I for the characters so, yeah. yeah i do like saying that but it's it's the truth yeah it's funny a lot of the characters you play are smart you know so that's a testament to you i reckon there's something there man the wise the wise you know warriors the wise like warriors a lot yeah. of wise warriors yeah for sure Hey, man, thank you for giving up some time today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for coming back, being so kind to to me, the fans. You're a legend, brother. So thank you again and and helping raise some money today. Appreciate it. Thank you, and thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for watching, obviously. And then, of course, yes, thank you for donating. Um, I, we, You know, Alejandro, myself, Dan, we all really appreciate it for sure, man. Is there anything you want to plug or uh, say to the fans before we wrap up? Um, 
Definitely. Well, definitely. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you're interested in, in the Streamily signings, I'm going to be doing one very soon. I'm not sure when, but I'm going to be definitely getting those details wrapped up this week. Uh, I'm thinking like the first or second week of December before the holidays. So if anybody wants to buy a nice little gift for somebody or for themselves. Um, Great present for Christmas. Yeah, definitely. Excellent present for Christmas. Yes. And Alejandro, if you haven't watched the, my signings, I doodle whatever the heck you guys want me to doodle. You come up with some weird stuff and I love it all. So I'll try my best uh, to, 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 you know, to draw what you guys want, but. Yeah, check that out. And then also, yeah, check out Onimusha if you guys want on Netflix. That, that's out there. Just watch the English dub of that. It's really cool. And if you are wondering where Alejandro is in the world of modern warfare and Call of Duty, don't cry. Don't worry. Uh, Alejandro is not out yet. He hasn't killed himself. He's out there fighting stuff. And when he hears that his mono has gone, he's going to want to just wreak havoc on everybody. <laughs> Makarov, Graves, Valeria. You know, even Ghost is going to have to like keep his distance. So it's just, it's going to be a while, man. Trust me. Oh, I can't wait, man. And hope yeah. you'll come back on the show when that happens. You called me and I came. I'm here. So, <laughs> of course, you can. Yeah, definitely, brother. Thank you, brother. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take care and we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Take care.